0: Hello, Tom here. Just to say, we at the Lives of Pitch podcast would like to dedicate this episode to Stan Lee. A man who, as you know, if you've been listening to us long enough, is a massive inspiration to us. We recorded this episode on Monday the 19th of November, and just after we finished recording, we were told that Stan Lee had died. So we all collectively came to the decision that we should dedicate this episode to him. Once again,
1: thank you, Stan Lee. Welcome to Lives of Pitch, the podcast where we pitch the best films that'll never get made.
0: I'm Matt Turner. And I'm Tom McGrath. And the game goes like this We ask you, our
1: devoted listeners, to come up with titles that you'd like to hear us pitch. We then collaborate, coming up with story points, casting, and even marketing strategies.
0: Without further ado, this week's title is. Bazooka Chest. <laughs> <laughs> Is
1: is bazooka chest? Yeah, it's bazooka chest. Uh, the all new board game by Hasbro. <laughs> bazooka chest. Well, you did get. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you open
0: a chest, is it a bazooka? <laughs> it might be. It's like, don't wake dad. <laughs> oh, no, my face. <laughs> don't get bazooka chests. Just <laughs> it's like black lung or something. <laughs> You've been firing too many RPGs in the war, son.
1: <laughs> it's the sequel to
0: Operation. <laughs> So Bazooka Chest was given to us by Ross Originals. Thanks for that, Ross. We're doing superheroes this week. Super uh, duper heroes. Superheroes joining us, our very own
2: super superhero. <laughs> super you long at me, boy. Quietly for so
1: long that <laughs> you
2: were like, I I don't want to call him a hero. It's, do you know? <laughs> what
1: do you know? Can I, Joe? Call you? Joe? It was because you've got your glasses on. And last, last time you came yeah, on, yeah, you yeah. didn't have them on. You didn't have your glasses so, on last time. So <laughs> we were trying to recognise you. My question is, why? <laughs> why did I... <laughs>
2: oh my God, I'm a superhero. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So, welcome back to the... Jo- uh, welcome, oh, back
0: to
1: the welcome, welcome back to the
2: Joe. Welcome back to the Joe show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Joe. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the
0: show, Joe. Thank you so much for... Me again. Shall we get on with some... Super honourable mentions. I believe we should. Yeah. All right. So this is the point in the show where we read out the rest of the titles that we've been given to pitch those films as well. So you get loads of loads of film pitches.
1: You don't just get one. No, you came here thinking, oh, I'm gonna click on that movie poster.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Turns you get, out you get. Th- this is basically the trailers. You get you get <sighs> half an hour of trailers. Yeah in so, a world yeah in a world where Stephen Thomas <laughs> <laughs> gave us crayon
1: kid crayon kid Ooh. Oh, see we've, we've done and it's been done the idea that um, a kid can make stuff out of crayons right mm. like
2: but what if it's the reverse what if he can make stuff into crayons <laughs> <laughs> it's the Midas touch and whatever he touches turns into crayons <laughs> And like, I wouldn't go anywhere. So, no, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) opening shot. We have a mother screaming, giving birth Holding onto <laughs> her husband's hand She screams, it's coming It's coming, and her husband goes, I'm so proud of you I'm, I'm so proud of you And then he looks down at his hands and he's just Holding a fistful of crayons <laughs> And all over the bed is Crayons And the, the doctor <laughs> is like screaming And in the middle is this baby Who's <laughs> screaming and wailing With fistfuls of crayons
0: Crayons <laughs> pouring out of, of His fists <laughs>
2: I'm um... And then the father rejects the child, and because the child it killed, goes because in, it killed his wife. Yeah, <laughs> child goes into adoption, uh, has ends up running away from home because he keeps killing the other kids, <laughs> turning to crayons. into crayons, and then he wanders the streets. And one day he's like just wandering the streets. He's like, you know, he's homeless, he's lost, he's alone, he's afraid. And he sees a bank being robbed, and as the bank uh, robbers run out of the, uh, the the bank and they they run towards him, he kind of like bumps into one, and they turn into crayons. And <laughs> the bank teller comes out and goes, "Hey, kid, yes." Stop that burglary! You're
0: all right.
1: <laughs> and then and he
0: shakes his hand, turns the cop into crayons, and then he's on the run again.
1: I've got, I've got, I've got a moment. We could, we could wind back just slightly. <laughs> the this 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 children's home he gets sent to. I think that's where we get the origin story for crayon kid. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because rather than it being like a series of events where he just can't stop killing, um, he's rationalised this away. Right. His dad mm. put him up for adoption mm. um, and never told him why. You know, because he's he was a baby, mm. and then he's he's in this system for a while, not turning everything into crayons. It's not like exactly the minus touch, because it's like one of those weird, almost like rogue powers, yeah. where sometimes it works, sometimes if you just forget that it, that you're a superhero, then it, <laughs> then it just turns off. I yeah. guess. Um, maybe
2: it's only people like Rogue. Maybe it's only when he touches people with ungloved hands. Maybe. Like, because my thought, my thought with it is, I really like the idea of a superhero who, like. Is trying to do good, <laughs> but their powers aren't actually super convenient for purely <laughs> crime fighting, yeah. and they end up every good thing they do is balanced out with like a terrible tragedy where they kill someone innocent. I I've,
1: I just I feel I've got this like image of him in this orphanage basically, except it's for people who have been like involved in something. Uh, it's it's kind of a mysterious sort of orphanage, mm-hmm. like almost like a, a, a Xavier's school, except yeah, yeah. except. They're trying to keep them latent, right? Yeah. They're trying to keep them from discovering their powers because yeah. when you discover your powers, you don't—they don't stop, right? Yes. So, like, they have no paper or pens in this place. <laughs> like, nothing. There's nothing to spark creativity because if they think of the thing that they want to do, it's—it's gonna—it's gonna turn the thing they. I... I'm just
0: thinking of a scene where this nun is walking through the hallway. Because, like, of kick, course, co- it's co- a Catholic co- co- place. Co- yeah, 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 of course. Uh, and then she turns the corner into this uh, sort of row of beds in this hallway. And there's just this little kid sat <laughs> in the middle of the room with all the other kids at the side of the walls. He's just scribbling away with his crayon on one the floor. No,
1: one I, note, I, one I... note, The door's closed. You hear whimpering. She opens the door. <laughs> Here comes a, a, a tidal wave of crayons it's like out the among her uh, shins, yeah.
2: Can I just make one quick suggestion while we're at this point? Yeah. Now that we've established this institution yeah. for people with, uh, with powers can we try and link everything back to this institution for our own cinematic universe yeah
1: well we've done cinematic universes before and what we can do
2: is for each uh, for each next pitch first of all we have to talk about how we get like the post credit scenes in the previous film and like try and link them together I I, I should not be allowed back on this show I, I think saying shit uh, Tom's got the titles
1: here
2: yeah they're all they're all they're all linked to this institution yeah 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 like, as long as we that's, have the yeah, institutions, that's yeah. fine. so uh, um, what's the institution Saint Crayon Saint no no because no, it has to be like uh, Saint Dampeners <laughs> yeah Saint Dampeners School for secretly gifted children and every child for, who for goes perfectly back perfectly ordinary children yeah, for perfectly not gifted children <laughs>
1: children without gifts <laughs> because it's like a poor orphanage right they, and it's they an have
2: to, for poor people they have to demotivate the kids yeah. to like stop them finding their powers So they have to be like, hello, ordinary Timmy. I can't believe how ordinary you are. Do you not think I could do whatever I put my mind to? No, I think the opposite of that. I think you can never do whatever you put your mind to. Never put
1: your mind to anything. A desk job for you Uh, Saint Damner's home for for, for children without gifts. They've invented
2: (laughs) all their own versions of films at the school where at the end everyone always realizes that the secret to happiness was in their desk all along. So it's like high school musical where where they're like, we want to work some desk jobs.
1: Yes, we do.
2: <laughs>
1: conforming is your
2: only
0: hope. Okay, so from Lewis Cameronhurst, we've got Slothman. He'll save the day eventually. <laughs> that subtitle, I think, leads me to sort of go, it's a superhero. I'll go around to saving the world.
2: <laughs> he is the easiest kid. The same dampness to put off. <laughs> every time he goes to the door to go save the day, they just lift him up and put him back in his room.
1: I think that might this might be like the the one one of the ones that's definitely like set within a situation where he's he's constantly encouraged not to do anything about the problem that's facing the, the local area. Like and also the the phrase save the day, right? Mm. I think that comes from like old, mo- or old even radio plays, where it's like, uh, "What's happening today on the show?" Yeah, right. Yeah. What's the threat of the like the monster of the week? Right, mm. uh, where you're like, "The day is saved because like now we can do things with the rest of our day," you <laughs> know? <laughs> because because before it would have been mighty inconvenient if Slardnark the da- the, the, the killer would have uh, murdered the mm. bride. <laughs> so
0: you've got all these '50s people walking around in their fedoras and business suits and yeah. stuff, just like watching. So watching is this, this is this set happen. in the '50s? Yeah. Yeah. yeah why okay. Not?
2: No, yeah. I like that because I like the idea that obviously we have now like it, there's an era
1: of time that we can set these stories <laughs> yeah. in, um, and and like uh, especially because in the '50s there's this like, American sort of like productivity push right yeah, it's yeah. like this feeling of like <laughs> we can do anything go get them champ uh, the, the we, we we the american industry is taking the world by storm and it's just like uh is just like this almost 90s mid-2000s, Gen X, yeah, yeah. like, Stone I don't care. Slap yeah. so,
2: so the first bit of the movie is St. Damner's has been very, very successful at keeping him from ever knowing he's a hero. Mm. But he is still a half-human, half-sloth. So <laughs> it's a bloody mirror. They've had to do some major brainwashing to realise this. He's and c- then we cut to, like, a very f- 50s office with a of people type away on yeah. typewriters. And we have, like, he's there, like the sloth from Zootopia, typing, like, one <laughs> letter a minute. And then, like, like the boss comes over and goes, Johnson, your report's not been in since... Like, like, oh, no, sorry. Slothman, your <laughs> report's not been in since... Uh, for three months now. And he's like... And Seth Rogen turns around. <laughs> and he's like... I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'll get around to it... Eventually.
0: <laughs> he's writing a save-the-day report. It's it's not The super bit About him is He survived A bite From a radioactive Sloth (laughs) (laughs) And
2: and, and it just Made him Lazy, and the actual like event is he's on a bus like that evening, mm. and is so slow to walk down the aisle on the bus that by the time he gets there he's miles away from home, <laughs> and then it's the slow journey of him getting home to finish off the report to save the, to save the day's productivity. Um, he has to like file it and save it, and it's the day's work, and so it's him slowly getting home, meeting people on the way. It's like a road, like a stoner road trip movie, but with a slow. Sloth man slowly, like I, walking home.
1: So I think I think at this point we introduce um, uh, two kids, teens, who yeah. are obsessed with comic books and superheroes, mm. and they see this guy who's been bitten by a radioactive sloth, <laughs> and like no. Absolutely that like it's Millie Bobby Brown mm. and uh Finn Wolfhard, why not? Yeah. Um and um they The two teens that exist. Yeah the two <laughs> teens that currently exist in Hollywood. <laughs> Do you know uh, any other teens? <laughs> I'm sure there are more, but
2: they're all on the Disney Channel. Like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jake <laughs> Paul. Jake.
2: Actually, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. <laughs> um, so we'll I... have Millie Bobby Brown and Jake Paul. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put a, I'm putting my foot down if on you this. you want to
1: give him the air of publicity? So, um. <laughs>
2: Uh, Just as if there was a role made for him,
1: <laughs> so he's uh, like he's like must be a superhero, right? Mm. You've been bitten by a radioactive sloth. You've got to save the day. Look at this, and he like uh, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown. So he he pulls out like a, a whole like um, uh, raft of comic books and the superheroes of people who've been bitten by radioactive stuff. And uh, he's like, you've got to be a superhero. Look, you've got to be a superhero.
2: In this universe, every superhero has been bitten by like in comic books, every superhero. <laughs> has been been bitten by a radioactive something. <laughs> like it, it, there are also in this universe real superheroes, <laughs> but every every comic book hero has been bitten yeah, by a radioactive Kat- something. Captain America got bitten by a
0: radioactive
2: America. <laughs> iron Man got bitten by a radioactive Iron.
1: <laughs> um, and uh...
2: <laughs> Thor got bitten by radioactive lightning. <laughs> Hulk got bitten by a radioactive. Green. green asshole,
0: <laughs> by radioactive
2: green. Black Widow got bitten by a black widow spider and died. Yeah. Um, she <laughs> no, yeah. doesn't exist in yeah. this universe's Marvel comics.
1: So, um, like, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's like, and there's and there's real bad guys doing real bad guys stuff all the way through the world. Like, look, look at these guys. They're clearly it's clearly, clearly a conspiracy. Like, she like gets her Charlie Day conspiracy board out, right? Mm. And she's like tying things together uh, and then um, uh, they're following and they're constantly they go through this whole arc they're on the bus with him on the way home uh, and there's go through this whole arc trying to convince him to be a um, uh, a superhero and he they're following him because we don't quite know where he lives because we started this film at his work mm. end of the film uh, end of the film like like last 15 minutes he gets off the bus walks really slowly, like, uh, like a Hanna-Barbera, like late, late Hanna-Barbera where everything's really slowly paced like Dexter's laboratory, walks really slowly in silhouette up <laughs> to the top of this hill and then just uh, flicks a switch on, like, to an observatory or something like that, goes inside the observatory, flicks a switch, a, a little set of stairs opens in the floor, walks down... Uh, there's a whole like evil laboratory down, down here like <laughs> a man writhing in pain from experiments and he just flicks another switch his hand um, braces release and the guy's like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> they've been t- trying to turn me into a giant kaiju who's gonna eat the world <laughs> and it's just like it's like yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get high? <laughs> it's just and, then like, just, and then it just goes to, <laughs> like there was Credit no roll. there was no seeding, but some of the googling—if like, you look back at the start of the film, some of the googling he was doing for the for his report just was vaguely related to this observatory. Like you see, you see like,
2: uh, like he has like the BBC like news widget on his thing, and it's all like, or like, where is this person gone? Man missing. And, and, uh, We've had strange earthquakes in this area of the. <laughs> of America like, um, yeah I like that
0: that's good so those were all our super honourable mentions thank you everyone who's got in touch with us this week uh, you remember to find us on twitter at life's a pitch show and facebook.com forward slash life's a pitch podcast to give us those titles every week just give us a follow let, let us
1: know what you're up to keep in touch Let us be your guide to the world of fanciful idiocy. Um, (laughs) Come with
0: us
1: (laughs) down a road of madness. Well, just down many roads, I would say. How many many roads? Many, many winding and twisty roads and give us a big like. (laughs) Yes,
0: give us a right big like in the comments if you enjoyed the episode.
1: Allow us to be the saw of your bell smashing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Subscribe to our influence. <laughs>
2: Matt, are you okay?
1: <laughs> Just uh, uh, follow, please. Make us someone who people listen to now, thanks. Ebo
2: Napster.
0: <laughs> Just click the share button, type a little thing. This is funny, big like
1: all your friends see it yeah it's click, incredible click the share button on any site whatsoever okay right? I- and it'll just type something for you i don't even know what it's going to say in all seriousness
2: though the only comment i want to see about this episode is this is funny spelt with an i <laughs> f-u-n-n-i big like spelled with l-y-k so when you see this episode you're on facebook twitter uh SoundCloud wherever you get your podcast <laughs> go and leave a review a uh, comment make sure it's a five star review a uh, comment I, all i want to see are the words this is funny big like <laughs>
1: <laughs> or You know, random Amazon reviews for random products. Leave a link in the bottom of the review. The the review just says five stars. This is funny, big like. And leave a a link to this episode.
2: This is the new code term for this episode. (laughs) This is funny, big like.
0: Okay, so now we move on to our final pitch today. From Ross underscore
1: originals, we've got Bazooka Chest. Okay. Bazooka Chest. Now, I do need to check Mm -hmm. before uh, I let Joe just tear this one out (laughs) Um, it isn't bazooka chess apostrophe D we're not talking about the game of bazooka chess and it's it's active role in our society it's not a documentary
0: no (laughs) carry on it's safe to assume no
2: so now that we have fully established uh, St. Dampena's school (laughs) yeah for the your ordinary children. Mm-hmm. Um, for,
1: for children without gifts. For
2: children without gifts, apologies.
1: We without open, underlined.
2: We open in this school. And there's like a hospital <laughs> wing, because it's like a boarding school. Yeah. And one of the nurses is being told, you need to go to room four. And the nurse just like looks and goes, no, no, please. Please don't. He, gets, he needs he needs his medicine. He can't control it. We can't control this one. It's very difficult to convince him nothing is different about him.
1: Please,
2: and so the nurse ten, ten, sighs ten, and he goes, You're sending me to my death and then and the, the, the sister goes you signed up for this when you joined the school nursing workplace (laughs) you
1: you signed up to this when you chose uh, St. Dampner as your confirmation (laughs) saint
2: now listen Lucy Dampner Dampner of the Dampner family name you are the only one who can go and deal with this child and so we see a long shot of her her walking down the corridor and then she opens the door and goes it's time for your medicine door closes we stay in the shot of the of the corridor and we just hear a explosion from behind the door and then the door slowly swings open and like the head has been blown off this
1: nurse
2: and you just see this like child looking down at his own chest and it's just a bazooka a full operational bazooka Sticking out of his chest in its entirety, it's really <laughs> unmanageable.
1: <laughs>
2: it's Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. I feel like at this point we cut somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, um, and he's he's stepping out into the like he's tell you what he's blown a hole in the side the other side of the wall and he's stepping out into the world. Yeah. Mm. Right, so you see, or rather,
2: dragging his bazooka into the world, (laughs) so like like, hangs from his chest.
1: Um, the uh, the you see the shot of uh that head rolling away, but it's down a hill because uh, Saint Dampner's is on top of a big hill, a big spooky hill, yeah, yeah. Right, and then as this as this uh, head rolls down the hill, he's like staggering out, like looking bleary into the morning sunlight. Um, cut away. Two, uh, I want to say Daniel Kaluuya. All right, Daniel- from uh, Get Out. From Get Out, yeah, oh, Black yeah. Panther, yeah. And he is uh, like, this is now modern day, mm. right? And he's like mad, doing crazy amounts of like paperwork behind this desk, um, <laughs> and a like sloth sat next to him. And he, I think, is like he's investigating. He's probably from a superhero, like, adjacent thing. Oh, no, he's from the police, right? So Mm, he's investigating reports of a head found at the bottom of a hill. (laughs) And he's, like... What? Not another one from around that area. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, so like it's like a, an Easter egg. Every other hero we've mentioned in this episode has like an article somewhere on his yeah. desk, yeah. and it's only for like the hardcore fans. But mm. they see they're every the, single hero. They're in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like pictures, and all the reports are basically the events of every other film we've mentioned. Mm.
1: Um, I feel like he he's like okay, there's his head found down there. Uh, also there was a child found wandering in the in the woods or something like that mm. and i think uh, i'm trying to figure out whether we we have like someone be bad and basically pick this bazooka chest kid up and have him used because as a kid with a bazooka chest essentially your job is to be a bazooka but more unwieldy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I feel like <laughs> whatever villain I feel like whatever villain picked up bazooka chest would be asked at the end of the film, why didn't you just buy a bazooka?
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh my god, but maybe but, that's it maybe. Because it's like... bazooka chest is entirely organic, he can get through airport security. <laughs>
2: Okay, but maybe our villains are like the. Um, this film's equivalent of the Wet Bandits. Like, they are sh- shit villains. <laughs> okay. They are Aww. dumb villains who are like, we're going to use this kid to get into banks. Yeah. And it's like. and So, like, they are, like, not smart. Maybe they are played, like, one of them is Joe Pesci. Jo- it's Joe Pesci and the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they <other laughs> Maybe they are just playing, like,. The, the dry bandits, like they are basically <laughs> a full rip off of the wet bandits wet,
0: sticky and dry yeah. <laughs> those are the three names these bandits have had in Home
2: Alone film. so in this one to, to avoid copyright, they call themselves the, the dry banditos <laughs> um, they've got Mexican mustaches on yeah. <laughs> um, but they find this kid in the forest when they're going to rob the forest
1: um, <laughs> I think they were they were planning on robbing this Oh, fancy fancy monastery school yeah, um, yeah. they're sure to have a load of uh, <laughs> che- check out a load of that guard cash <laughs> and they're like hey hey, wait a minute wait a
2: minute I should have your face or whatever they're, they're, they're like, um, and then they see this head roll down the hill and they do the, the classic scream <laughs> uh, and, and then they just see a kid wandering down and they go hey that kid's got a big penis wait no that's no penis <laughs>
0: <laughs> that kid can blow through the wall of a bank if we befriend the kid we could blow him banks up I don't know and then they're they're concocting this idea so they they, he's like you ain't got a
1: home kid you could come with us you're homeless alone and then they wink at the camera they're not gonna want you back there now you've blown a hole in their wall and killed your (laughs) killed your nurse Mm. So these
0: these bandits taken back to the squat in uh, San Francisco because that's where it's set yep clearly um and we get we get like a big big establishing shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, the, the, like, we have scenes where they're trying to teach him their, like, twisted their twisted morality, right? Mm. Like, you can take what you want as long as you can, and you can take anything at all. Yeah. Um, as long as it's for us. Because mm. we keep you right in this world. You know, we'll look after you. You're just a kid, and we can, you know, uh, we're adults. And there's this weird kind of criminal, like, almost... You've, you've seen Chappie? Like, that kind of... Uh, the feeling of, like, uh, Chappie's a, a, a robot who can do anything. Yeah. And... Uh, hey, these criminals are going to... Uh, uh, they are, are tricking it into thinking that, that that they're the only way that he can do anything. Mm. Um, and so... Uh, but there's this scene where they're taking him through the streets of San Francisco mm. And they've put this big middle of summer. They put this big raincoat over him because it's like shoulders plus bazooka. It just making him into the shape of a tent. Oh, and then
2: loads <laughs> of people see him and they're like, they have like those reactions that all footy duddies do when they think they've seen something rude. Because obviously, if you have a if you have a, a coat on and it's sticking out in that way, it does look like something. So they're going to be like, oh, oh, oh. double taking. Yeah, like there are people with monocles on just so we can see the whole monocle popping out. <laughs> <laughs> like it's at the very beginning of the film, we see like the news, the news report that's like like um, there's been an explosion scene at St. Dampner's. And, mm. In other news, monocles are the new big thing, and then, <laughs> and then uh, we like later on we see everyone like with their monocles popping
1: out into their drinks. I feel like so so Daniel Kaluuya, he's from the police department. He's now looking for this kid because the kid was seen leaving the scene of the crime. Mm. He's looking for a mysterious figure, but the picture. That was from the from a witness. Took it straight on, mm. so it looks like it's just uh, he's got a, like a, a hole or like a um, mm. uh, or a t-shirt that just has a hole a, in, like yeah. like a like a picture on it or something mm. like that. He can't see that he's got a bazooka in his chest.
0: Right, right. right. So what you're then going on to say is that he's hard to identify from the front. From the front. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And the the dry banditos are like, listen, kid, you have to make sure that whoever you're talking to, you're always looking them head on. <laughs> and he's like, like, Finn's like, why? And he's like, because... That's what men do. That's, you never, you never, you never show your profile to a man. That's, that's considered bad form.
1: But the, the nurses always told me not to point this at people.
2: <laughs> and what happened to the nurses? <laughs> Their heads exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and that was your fault, kid. Remember that. The <laughs> it's a dark film.
0: It's a coming-of-age movie.
2: Yeah, I then think we obviously have the big confrontation where the first bank heist happens, and he mm. brings all the cops, and and then the like he um there's like a big showdown on the top of the bank where the, the Dry banditos are trying to get into a helicopter, and he's like, "Finn, you can end all of this." And then, this bit. and then, in the last minute, uh, the dry banditos go, "Ah, screw you, kid! We don't need you anyway." And they fly off, and and the, uh, the thing, and then Finn gets so angry that he turns and just blasts the helicopter down with <laughs> his bazooka chest.
0: <laughs> that that helicopter is really high up in the sky when the uh, when the bazooka bazooka chest kid. Blasts this helicopter out of the sky. Joe Pesci and the other guy fall down to the ground,
2: just blackened. <laughs> just, just, And then I like, then I like the, and and the, the,
1: and you hear like, oh, <laughs> and then something an iron lands. I like, on them, I, like, like ah! I like the idea that the, these, these, these banditos, right? They've, they've, they've done this bank job, mm. right? they they're trying to get away. <clears throat> they've left the kid because they're surrounded by cops. They've left the kid to take the rap. Because he's just a tool to them, mm. right? Uh, uh, and then Daniel Kaluuya, like, he, he has caught up with this this thing. He's like, "No, no, don't shoot! Don't shoot the kid! He's just a kid. He's not got a real weapon. Like, it's, it's just a like. <laughs> it's, it's just something that can cause incredible amounts yeah, of damage." Yeah, he, he doesn't mean to, and then but someone shoots him, like, and the kid's like, "What do I do?" Falls backwards, mm. has uh, shot, like. On his back, he <laughs> shoots upwards, <once, laughs> and that's where the rocket goes yeah. into the
0: goes into the the uh... the, the dry banditos survive the the (laughs) helicopter crash. But film Wolfhard does not. (laughs)
2: Mm. Okay, but then what happens is like we go to the post-credits scene Mm. um, just to kind of... uh, I feel like that's our conclusion to the film. Are we actually going to kill off Finn Coolhard? Uh, I think... (laughs) Coolhard. Finn Finn Coolhard. Uh, He's he's got a pretty cool
1: hard. uh, It's made out of bazooka. Um...
2: I feel like that's a very dark d- dark ending to an already dark film.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think he lives. Um,
2: mm. But then what happens is, like, he tells his story in court and they use that as an excuse to shut down St. Dampeners. Yeah. And then we cut to them, like, bringing the kids out of, um, like, a film. And you hear, you overhear, like, like one of the kids, we're walking from behind him, and he's, like, looking at his phone and he's like, oh, this kid's been detained and been using an excuse to you. And then you hear, like, the voice of... um Uh, Jake Paul Logan Paul we'll do Logan Um,
1: Logan Paul why are
2: you using these
1: bad people
2: I'm morbidly obsessed with them Um, Logan Paul goes um, ah so they they think they they uh, they think a kid with a a bazooka in his chest bad and then like as he walks outside the camera pans around him and you hear wait till they get a load of me and
1: then he's just bazooka nipples Wait until you get a of me, <laughs> Silo Jones. It's just, it's just a whole nuclear silo with eyes.
0: Well, I, I think... Um, what was it? Bazooka chest. Uh, ends up working for the San Francisco Police. Yeah, and then obviously
2: yeah. we we're hinting to a sequel where Bazooka Chess has to go up against Bazooka nipples,
1: his yeah. brother. Um <laughs> and, and then and then and then the 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 master of them all, this this nuclear silo yeah. who's just <laughs> this, like nuclear bunker who's With like human uh, eyes. Yeah. He just goes he just totters back and forth. <laughs>
0: I want to see his origin story okay, so maybe,
2: maybe it's wait till they get a load of us And both of them are there yeah. <laughs> Logan Paul with bazooka nipples And a living nuclear silo
1: Played by Danny DeVito what He's just this, this bold me? pointy head
0: With big thick ribbed glasses it's, it's essentially Danny DeVito from the nose up He's sticking out of the ground
1: That's a funny vision. Um, (laughs) So that was Bazooka Chest. Yeah. There it is. Our superheroes. Um... Thank you for listening, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you had a good time uh, listening to our, our superhero movies. Uh, with it, what with it being out of superhero season, uh, we thought you might enjoy this to tide you over and think about some super antics. Um, thank you, Joe, for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me. Um, is there anything you, uh, any places that people can find you that you'd like to uh, talk about?
2: Oh yes, everywhere. Um, well, um, the best places are follow me at Hume Spaghetti on Twitter. Uh, You can find all the different pages I'm involved with on Facebook. Uh, Follow A Mind Apart, which is uh, the company that I teach at. teach improv comedy. And also run uh, the Hillsborough Improv Jam, which I highly recommend. It's a very chill um, jam in Hillsborough, if you live in Sheffield. And also Little Chicago. You should follow them on all the social medias. That is the show me and my partner Charlie, who is going to be on today, uh, run. Uh, And it's a a mixed-bill improv comedy night. So, a little... Just Google me. <laughs> yeah.
1: go, go, very much like Doctor Who, just, just look him up. <laughs> uh,
0: he is yeah. the doctor of this podcast. <laughs> the,
2: the the main things I would plug are uh, Little Chicago and A Mind Apart, because uh, they are possibly the two biggest projects I run at the moment. Important stuff. I, I don't just... run A Mind Apart, I should have established that. <laughs> I have
1: my own business. <laughs> Um, we have our own business. It's podcasting and it keeps the lights on here at uh, Lives of Pitch Studios. If. Lives of Pitch Studios. Uh, I did, it, I did it find it towers. funny that you
2: built an entire studio just for this podcast. Like, we're sat in the middle of a very large building, right? Yeah, it's a it's, sort of warehouse.
1: To be honest, we got this four story uh, building <clears> and. It was maybe a bit too much, uh, mm. I'll be honest. The, 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 the Patreon does not con- currently cover the lease. Um, <laughs> not it's... yet, but you can help change that. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, if you want to help the podcast, if you've enjoyed yourselves and you want to uh, uh, help make it better, you can go uh, and talk to your friends uh, about the podcast. You can mm. talk to your friends anyway. You should do that. They will probably make you feel better about everything, mm. um, you know, t- the news. But um, uh, also, you could talk to them about this podcast, which has nothing to do with the news, Mm-hmm. And um, you, you you, might find that they like it too. Uh, and that way you'll have helped us. You'll have helped them find something that they enjoy and all that stuff. But if you want to help us out in a super amazing cool way, then what you can do is you can go over to lifes to Pitch. Uh, at Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Life's A Pitch Podcast, um, where uh, some people are helping us out monetarily. They're giving us a little bit of money each and every week, and uh, you uh, can do that too. You go over to patreon.com forward slash Life's A Pitch Podcast to find out what you can get, and also what you can help us with. Um, So, the patrons so far are uh, Mihir Trivedi, My Waste of Talent. For the love of crunch, Brenda, stop watching me while I enjoy my husk. Brandon Spanky Mills, Ross Originals, Stephen D. Thomas, Sam McKillman. Get those bloody husks down your gullet, Tim, I fought in the war for. What the piss do you mean they've released blueberry husks? Get me some. Brent Black, Joseph Hegarty, Sterite Comedy or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Improv. Buy Wheat Bisque Husks today because without them you're nothing. would you look at the husk on that Jimblebee, just bloody taste it. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all of those people um, for making The Last Pitch Podcast better and longer every single week. And thank you to our sponsors,
0: Wheat Bisque Husk. <laughs> Feed yourself. Feed yourself, Wheat Bisque Husk. <laughs> okay, so, as always, we'll leave you with the Yes very Clever Award. There wasn't very many... Uh, titles given to us this week. Um, people, I think everyone's, are worried about being sued by Disney. Uh, yeah, that and I think everyone's got a bit of superhero fatigue. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I've just picked one which was like, I don't know if this is clever or not. Uh, <laughs> it's just a collection of words. From Connell Lavelle, we've got a tiny Willem Dafoe in a birdcage in her chest, girl. <laughs>
1: That should have been the name pitch. (laughs)